Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 229. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off Road. What galaxy is he in, Andy? It's always hard to tell. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our upcoming sports podcast. You won't want to miss it. And I couldn't even tell you what we talked about because we haven't recorded it yet. This is our entertainment pod, though. Thank you for tuning in. Like I said, Uh, how about we kick things off, Andy, with a little Spike Lee action? Yeah, the the historic film director uh, made a... Your favorite Asian. (laughs) What? (laughs) Well, Spike Lee made a, uh, he made a Steve Harvey style mistake. uh, Although a little different, but he was at the, the Cannes Film Festival, which was uh, last weekend uh, and was part of their post show or whatever you want to call it. End of end of the festival show where they're giving out all kinds of awards uh, on the final award, that's the the, the Palme d'Or. That's like a, it's a big deal, the the best movie of the festival. Uh, well, Spike Lee just went out there and uh, announced the winner like in the first minute of the show, not realizing that he was supposed to hold that. Uh, what do you? How do you not realize? Like, does he know what movie he's in? I don't know what. How does that happened. even happen? I don't know. Like, why would you give him the card? Like, he didn't he didn't make it up. Like, someone gave him the winner at some point. So, uh, or maybe they're like, Hey, look, so you're going to do this. And then you're also going to come back 30 minutes later and tell us the winner. Uh, I don't know what happened, but he didn't change his watch. I bet. So they're like at eight o'clock, but the, the French people out like, there. yeah, were horrified. They were just like, Oh, oh no, no, no. And so, tried to try see if we play, see if we play. I guess that's why you don't hire uh, an American to do it. Yeah. It's, he wouldn't have made that mistake if he was at a Knicks game. Yeah. So uh, the winner of this was, uh, I'm going to say Titan, because I believe it's a French movie. Titan? Uh, it's Titan with an E, so I'm going to guess Titan, like that's a French way of saying it. Uh, according to uh, what I read, it is a movie about a uh, a woman who has sex with cars. So. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll keep my eye out, eye out for <laughs> what that is going to be. Uh, but a couple other things from the festival. So uh, last week I talked about... Uh, one of my anticipated movies, Red Rocket, which is a Sean Baker movie with Simon. Oh, Rex. You won't stop talking about. That. Well, it, it premiered there and 94 uh, percent. I think I saw it on Tomatoes with like 20 reviews of people that, that were there. So so uh, promising starts. Uh, also, uh, the Wes Anderson movie, uh, French Dispatch, which was supposed to premiere there last year. I believe it was already like done. Like we saw a trailer for it like March of last year uh, that that premiered there and got pretty solid reviews but also the the moment of the weekend was it was wes anderson with bill murray tilda swinton and uh timothy chalamet just standing with each other for a weird photo that was uh, all over the internet um so uh bill murray was in france that's cool but also from that they already wes anderson already announced oh yep i'm going we're we're gonna be making my next movie already like we're leaving for spain uh with bill murray and tilda swinton because they have to be in it legally i think yeah, they're obligated. Yeah, so... Uh, Is it uh, Moonrise Kingdom 2? Yeah. That kingdom come? So, uh, I did read in the story that Moonrise Kingdom is the last time Wes Anderson filmed a movie in America, so uh, that's a little weird, but hmm. I guess that's just... That's who he is now. Yeah, he needs to film it always at the North Pole. You know, he needs those elaborate little sets. Or trains in India and, like... Yeah. Just all kinds of weirdness, but, uh, yeah, so... We might see situations like that where like, so Wes Anderson's like, oh, he's making a movie already. It's like, okay, this movie that hasn't come out yet was made like in 2016. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's funny. We're going to see a lot of these movies that were made so long ago that still haven't come out yet. So you might see some directors doubling up. Tyler Perry has like 41 movies, I guess, (laughs) locked and loaded. Tyler Perry probably had such an incredible system for like COVID. Like he probably used a lot of his money and like made like the best production. He was on a, a podcast about how the even like the CDC studied his system because yeah, it was so flawless when they were filming in like Atlanta yeah. or wherever they were. Um, like early, early pandemic. I don't remember where I was listening to that, but yeah, no kidding. Yeah. So uh, 
I think I think the the big story here is there's movies are coming out. There's just it's happening again. We've got like the entire backlog of like the last two years plus all the movies that they're still making right now. So yeah, oh yeah, we're we're in for a treat. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to uh, something uh, coming to Netflix. Uh, yeah, there's been a, a deal for uh, a new Netflix movie, so not a so Netflix original this time, not just one of these movies they they go out and buy. Whoa, uh, Christopher Landon, the director of Happy Death Day and Freaky, which uh, I have yet to see, but Freaky is coming to HBO next week. So is that Freaky Friday? That is the Vince Vaughn Freaky Friday horror movie that came out last oh, year. Oh yes, of course. One of those things where like, what the fuck are we going to do with this? There's no movie theaters, but I guess maybe someone will rent it. And now someone will watch it for free on HBO. Yeah, that's like your best bet that could have happened. They're like, what would this movie have done? Like 10 million? Horror movies usually do better. I think it was also like an October movie. So those usually get like. Oh, well then, yeah, you get the pageantry and. Yeah. yeah okay. You could can, can pull off 45 million. It could be terrible. But I think it was. I got OK reviews. And I mean, I'm definitely going to watch that. Vince Vaughn. It'll be funny. Um, but yeah, his new. He's got a new one. It's called the We Have a Ghost. Uh, with Anthony Mackie, David Harbour, and Tig Notaro. So Whoa. Uh, in- interesting cast there. And uh, so I've, I've liked what he's done so far. He makes fun horror movies. So uh, I don't think the Happy Death Day series is going to continue. So uh, this is not taking the place of Happy Death Day 3 or anything, I don't think. They're just going to keep those uh, coming. Yeah. Similar to the plot of the story. You know, just re-happening, Andy. Just keeps making until it's four, five, six, seven. Yeah. Uh, I think once you get to 11, that's when uh, it starts to get dangerous. You got to go to 13 at least, though, for the fun of it. Yeah. All right. Well, very exciting. Uh, Netflix is always doing something. Uh, not not th- enough these days. I mean, Ooh. Th- Netflix's, Netflix's catalog has been lacking. I watched something on oh. there uh, this week. I mean, it wasn't one of well. theirs, but... I watched actually multiple things on Netflix, but they were none of them were their movies. That was the point of making. They during the pandemic, they were able to buy up other people's movies because there was no movie theaters. So yeah, uh, they haven't done a whole lot of good stuff. Well, and uh, now everyone else is playing for keeps. They have their own streaming services now. Yeah, so it'll be a little different now. All right. Well, uh, so they are, are, are they getting involved shit. in Clerks Three? No. Lionsgate is going to be making Clerks 3. So that deal has closed. Uh, so Lionsgate is going to produce and fund Kevin Smith's Clerks 3, and it's going to start filming next month already. So Whoa. Uh, it's funny how Kevin Smith wanted to put put to bed the Jalen Silent Bob characters 20 years ago at this point. He's like, no, I'm going to move on. I'm going to do uh, Jersey Girl. You know, I'm going to make real movies. Uh, Jersey Girl flopped horribly. So he's like, I'm going back. Clerks 2. <laughs> well, and I was so like, but that's a- it. That's it. <laughs> He got a new lease on life. Remember, he almost died. Yeah, but so Clerks 2 happened. He's like, that's it. That's the goodbye. Now I'm going to go make weird horror movies. And then he made that one with like talking sausages. And people are like, if you do that again, we'll just kill you. That was, that <laughs> well, was really bad. He also made the talking otter person or whatever. The, the walrus one. Yeah. Yeah. That was a heaping pile of nightmare. I, I saw like the picture of it. I'm like, no, not doing it. Not doing it. Not watching that. Uh, so he's going back to the well again for Clerks Three. Uh, the reason this took so long is because one of the one of the stars of it, I guess, is like actually like super Christian or something, and doesn't really approve of everything that goes Whoa. on in those movies. Yeah. So he said, "I'm not doing it again. I'm not doing it again. I don't care. I'm not even an actor. Like I was put in your college movie basically thirty years ago at this point." <laughs> uh, but eventually they got him to agree to it now. And uh, so the original cast coming back for Clerks 3. And We're going to cut a check to the Church of Latter-day Saints for <laughs> yeah. $100 million. All right, I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think uh, Clerks makes that kind of money, the $100 million. Uh, I mean, the other weird part about this is, you know, all those movies were made by uh, Harvey Weinstein. So Whoa. They got that stink on them. Uh, yeah. Although, I mean, it, it's he's done, so it's not like he's... I heard Bill Cosby is going to direct this one or help yeah. uh, fund this one. But I, I do know uh, Kevin Smith said Harvey Weinstein owns Dogma. So he said you can never make a do- another Dogma movie because hmm. Harvey Weinstein individually owns that movie. Wow. Oh, that's, that's cool. 
weird. You made a piece of art, if you want to call it that, and it's owned by uh, one of the biggest villains of the modern era. All of those movies blur together to me. Is that the one with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck? Yeah, I like the one. I think I like the one the most, but yeah, it also had probably the biggest cast. Chris Rock was in it. So. I've watched like two of the, his movies, but like 20 years ago. So yeah, they're that old. <laughs> I really don't remember much of anything about it. I just remember like his clerks where they just like walk around at a, uh, a fast food place and go to the mall. You're combining two movies. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, so Clerks 2, they work at a fast food place. Clerks 1, they worked at a liquor store. And then there was also Mall Rats, where they walk around. Ah, uh, and that so. one had uh, Jason Lee. Yeah. Brother and of they, Bruce Lee. No, and but. Spike Lee. Uh, it all, that was like the first Ben Affleck movie, too. Huh. I think it was it was uh, Mall Rats and Days and Confused were like right around the same time. So. Yeah, one of those is a great movie. And he could only play a meathead. It was like, all right, we know what you are. He's in one of the movies I watched yeah. uh, at the end of the show. He's in one of the trailers that I'm going to bring up soon, too. Oh, so. you know, I heard of this today. I did not watch it, though. I know what you're yeah. talking about. But, okay, I don't... Oh, we were talking about Clerks. No one cares. Uh, <laughs> tell us about the new Blade director. Uh, Disney announced the d- director they're going to use for the Blade reboot starring uh, Mahershala Ali. Uh, it is a, a guy by the name Bassam Tariq. Now, that's who, uh, not through Disney, right? That's It, it is. It's going to say Disney with a castle on it as it's loading Blade, <laughs> yes. the Vampire Hunter uh, movie? Yeah. I mean, he's he's technically a Marvel character, so that's why they're able oh, to do wow. it. Uh, yeah, it, it, there is a lot of questions there. The Blade movies were pretty violent. Um, a lot of leather. He would... I remember he had like uh, the UV like flashlights that would just like destroy them and like burn people. Um, and those those were those are pretty. Uh, it's called the sun, Andy. <laughs> but he would take them into like their caves and then shine like the flashlight at them. Like, oh. oh god. Um, I don't think that's really gonna be the new one. So we'll we'll see how it goes. But uh, so this guy Bassam Tariq, uh, he directed a movie that came out last year in the UK only called uh, Mogul Mowgli. And that's supposed to come out later this year in America. It's uh, co-written with um, Riz Ahmed. And it seems like kind of like his movie about a Pakistani guy who's going to be a rapper. And uh, 97% of Rotten Tomatoes. He's doing more music. So. Didn't that guy just do the drum movie? Yeah. So, that, I mean, it's his real life passion, I guess. So, you know, hmm. his real life passion isn't following Jake Gyllenhaal recording news. Which one is that? Nightcrawler? Yeah. I didn't know he was in that. Yeah. Uh, well, he, he could also be, you know, a mad scientist in Venom. Yeah. But so that sounds like a good movie. Uh, it's a promising director. That seems to be what Marvel does is you make one good movie that's like a small movie and then you're like, all right, come make a Marvel movie. Uh, yeah, it's the big leagues, you know? Yeah. Hopefully they get paid, but probably it's they don't pay them. <laughs> it's probably the opposite. Like, you're a nobody. We'll pay you 300 grand. Well, hopefully more than that. uh, But from there, that opens the doors to the kingdom. Yeah. And then you get fired. You could be like uh, the Jurassic World guy. He made made, uh, a movie with Mark Duplass where he thought he could time travel. And then he made Jurassic World. It's like, good for you. And then he got fired from a Star Wars movie. So where have the Duplass brothers been lately? Uh, yeah, I don't know. You think they could have made like 13 movies during the I'm sure they did. And like, it's, you know, below the line, but. Just like, just for themselves. Yeah. They'll never see it. Yeah. It's just strange. They have not been around uh, at all. Yeah. I mean, their movies are like negative budgets. Like they make money off of it. Like the people in it pay them. Pretty much. It's like acting school or something. There's no script. There's no sets. Just, yeah, see what happens. Good old-fashioned talent. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe they'll be in the new Star Trek. Maybe. Uh, A long shot, but could happen. I think it's the same cast. So uh, they already got those roles. I don't think you're going to see Mark Duplass as Captain Kirk, because that's still uh, Chris whatever, Chris, Chris Pine. Uh, so they finally uh, have settled on a director, which they've said they've there's been a ton of rumors of who's going to direct this movie. At one point, Quentin Tarantino was going to direct Star Trek four. 
and that'd be weird. I think uh, they're like, actually, no, you're too weird. Because you know, like if they had like, hey, we have some notes, Quentin. He'd just be like, go fuck, go fuck yourself, and then just yeah. Like, like, <laughs> is it, by the way, we're changing the name. It's no longer called Star Trek Four. <laughs> so I don't know how that was ever supposed to work, but uh, obviously that didn't work. And now it's going to be directed by Matt Shackman, who uh, directed all the episodes of WandaVision, but also directed like fifty episodes of Always Sunny. So mm. uh, interesting career so far. Uh, they also, I think, they announced that like right after WandaVision got a bunch of Emmy nominations. They're like, oh, okay, maybe people think it uh, that was good. So yeah, I still haven't watched it. Yeah, so that's one of those things. He's now put in the work. He he shot a bunch of episodes of a sitcom and then goes on to do something for Disney. And now he's got a Star Trek movie. So yeah, they're going to pay him $300,000. Follow that algorithm. You'll be doing all right. Yeah. Algae rhythm. Of course. Coming up. (laughs) All right. Tell us about there's a trailer for another jackass. Jackass forever. So you get the pun jackass forever. This is the one where they kicked out Bam Margera. Yeah, so he's definitely not in this trailer. Not in it, not in it at all. Uh, this is coming out October twenty second, so pretty soon. So uh, they put out a trailer for it today. Um, it's got you know all your favorite faces, and then a lot of guests. Which that that was that was common in the movies, anyways. Uh, one of the people I noticed in there was Eric Andre, who uh, is makes a lot of sense based on the movie I watched with him this past week. So uh, I'll get to that later, but uh, it's 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 more jackass. It's them getting hit in the face with stuff and weird stuff going on, and uh, you do get to see the a glimpse of the stunt that put Steve-O and Johnny Knoxville in the hospital. If you remember that story from, yeah, that was like right year. off the bat, right? Yeah, I think it was like two days into into filming. <laughs> uh, so something involving a trampoline or not trampoline, a, a treadmill where they jump on the treadmill moving fast, which is like, doesn't even seem like that cool of a stunt, but you know, <laughs> it took out two of them. Yeah. I mean, they're lucky uh, they didn't die if it was a Peloton. Yeah. Yeah. Sucked right under. Um. Okay. Yeah. I Is this going like to actual theaters or is this on Amazon oh, Prime yeah. or something? Oh, yeah. This is a real movie. Just seems, I don't know. Like, do kids still like do new kids want to watch this? Like I could give two shits about watching like I'll I, flip it over if it's on the TV on like HBO, you know, whatever. But like I probably wouldn't even watch the whole thing or just see clips online. Like you don't pay to watch a fight. You just YouTube the highlight at the end. I really have no idea if this resonates with younger people at all. I mean, I have no I have no sense of that. I'm too old at this point. I got too old. I think Space Jam kind of shows you how you just sometimes you just get too old, you know? Yeah. Things oh, aren't, man. Things aren't for you anymore. Uh, so I don't know. I would think, though, because like the fucking Paul brothers and shit are just like worse, the worst versions of Jackass, right? So yeah, maybe these dumb kids actually do love Jackass. And it's like it, it shaped their entire I mean, it, childhood. It's a tale as old as time. You'll recall in the movie Big Daddy when he jumps in front of the car and the kid laughs his ass off. I, I think that stuff isn't going to go away, but it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm afraid for the future. It's been, it's been 10 years or more since they've done anything. So uh, I think the time is right. Also, I think there'll be like, we're not doing this shit again. So well, yeah, they're like easily in their late forties, early fifties. by Yeah. Now, there, right? There's no, there's a line. Knox in was the born in 71 in the trailer. Steve-O says like, Hey, you can't get a you can't get a concussion when once you turn fifty. And Knoxville's forty nine, so we're good. <laughs> it's like okay. At the time, he just turned fifty. March eleventh. Yeah, so this is when they filmed it, I guess. He was still forty nine. <laughs> Clock was just, ticking. Just made it. Yeah. All right. Um, also, on that subject, you should also throw away your banana thong thing. Uh, you know, pretty early in your you know, quest to becoming a man that I never liked the Chris Pontius guy because that's all he did was just run around and is naked. Like that wasn't a bit yeah. after like the fifth time. Yeah, it's there. It's in the trailer. That's, that's all fine. he has. That's the only reason he's around. Yeah. Well, they do. They basically just do the scene from uh, super troopers with the gun range. 
And she's like, okay, uh, you're just you're just doing the movie. All yeah. right, cool. <laughs> All right. Did they chug maple syrup also? All right, very fun. I guess someone's looking forward to that. Um, tell us about The Last Duel. A coming October 15th, Ridley Scott's next movie, but more importantly, uh, screenplay from Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Oh, so wow. F- first time since Good Will Hunting. Yeah, there's a have, sequel to Good Will Hunting. <laughs> not even close, but uh, first time since then that they've worked together on a script, and they're also both in the movie. I think Ben Affleck is going to be a lesser role. It looks like Matt Damon and Adam Driver are the leads along with Jodie Comer. So um, a movie about the last duel ever in France. Two like sword guys have to fight each other and there's drama going on. But uh, it's Ridley Scott, so you know it's going to be like great sets and everything. So I'm in. I think he has, he has a lot of pull. He can get the best people to do that shit. So yeah, that, that should be good. So that's October 15th. Okay. And it was also, I looked it up. Uh, they filmed about three weeks. Uh, they started filming like late February and like, this is going to go great. And then, nope, the world ended. That is late February of 2020. So Woof. it's got to be weird to be like, we filmed half the movie. Now we'll come back and film the rest of it uh, 12 months later. But. You could just also be like Mission Impossible 21 where you never stop filming. They've been filming for like two years. How long is that movie supposed to be? I have no idea. But I mean, remember early on in the pandemic, that's when Tom Cruise was on the news for yelling at people like, wear your mask and da, 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 da. Uh, so you're professionals. And it's like they're still filming right now. We know about that thing, but we also know about Tom Cruise's relationship to like any sort of medicine and he probably he's probably not getting a vaccine, right? He thinks that like allows the demons in or whatever. I don't know, yeah, is that like Scientology stance? They don't they don't take drugs, I think, cuz it's like you, you it blocks it blocks the aliens from getting in your head. You want yeah, the aliens. But, okay, from you're from... talking about most of Hollywood's in there. <laughs> what kind of drugs are uh, accepted? They don't take prescription drugs. Yeah, they probably I think they still like get drunk and stuff, but like, so does that extend to vaccines? It's a real good question. It's what killed Bob Marley. Not taking a vaccine? I think he just died of like, he had like dengue fever or something. And he's like, I'm, it's against my religion. Okay. That's great. Well, I wouldn't say it's great. <laughs> died. Uh, yeah, this movie looks good and a uh, good cast. So. I'm about it. And that's a real movie that's not Amazon. They wouldn't sell to Amazon. Yeah, I don't think so. I think I think that's just about done. Okay. Which is good. Uh, although, I mean, not great for us, but like good for the industry, I guess. That these movies are real now. Yeah, I agree. Because when they go on to the web, it's just like, eh, must be uh, just okay at, at, at the very best. And that's, you know... That's going to change eventually, but that's how it is right now. Nah, too bad for them. I, I don't mind. You can get, you can go to a movie for eight bucks still. Like it's not crazy, or you can wait, and it'll be on HBO in you know three months. Uh, also, yeah. speaking of Amazon, Jeff uh, Bezos went to sky to the sky today, <laughs> and he didn't die like we had. Well, did he? I didn't look up a damn thing about this. I just heard about it earlier and forgot. I assume he didn't die. I think that would be on the news right now. Um, yeah, I think he's. I think he's still alive. I think it's good. Um, I did hear that some guy pulled out of his reserved seat. He paid thirty million dollars for saying he had a uh, a scheduling conflict, and so he like picked like a twelve year old kid from the Netherlands or something to to go in his stead. Kind of so, ridiculous, right? Yeah, I don't understand how that works. I don't know who... How do you sign up for this? Well, you got 30 million bucks. I have an Amazon Prime subscription. <laughs> I don't think that'll... I don't think that'll cover it. Yeah, it looks like he survived, so... You were wrong. You were all about him dying. Okay, one of the people on his flight was... Wally Funk. Who is actually... Mary... So what? a woman. 
His name but, is Mary and Wally? No, no. She, it's a woman, but her her nickname is she's Wally Funk, but that's really just a nickname, Wally. Oh, is that the is, 80-year-old woman? Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah, she was like the uh, she was denied to go to space way back in the day. Oh, okay. That was like groundbreaking or something. Uh, See, Jeff Bezos is just a really great guy. Don't don't worry about him being super wealthy. It's not a big deal. Don't worry about it. All right, if you say so. Yeah. Well, there's our little bit of news, I guess. Again, I, this also is how we said it was going to go last week. I was like, no one cares anymore. Like, it already happened. Yeah. He was second. Like, it's like, oh, did you see the like, second guy to drive an automobile? No. Yeah, this is... Bezos is going to have nightmares. This is like Richard Branson stuffed him in a locker. Yeah, it's like exactly. fucking nerd. <laughs> took your shit. He got stuffed in a locker by a 71-year-old <laughs> man. But honestly, I don't know. Actually, I do think he's in fairly good shape, Bezos, but he looks like a little man, like Tom Cruise or something. Oh, yeah. He's just one of those weird guys that gets like well, I saw because they have money. I saw a thing that, uh, yeah, he doesn't use the elevator and he would run up 15 flights of stairs every day to his office. Yeah, these people are maniacs. I That's mean, why the show Silicon Valley was so good. Yeah, I mean, there's a guy that owns the Clippers, you know. <laughs> Yeah. A <laughs> whole lot of fun. He goes out there at halftime and dunks, Andy. I didn't know if you knew that. Yeah. All right. Well, good uh, good on you for bringing up the last duel because, yeah, that looks good. And that's out in just a few months, actually, which is crazy to think about. Tell us about Malignant. So uh, Conjuring 3 came out uh, last month. Oh, my God. Not there's a new one of these? No, no, no. It was not directed by James Wan. So James Wan's the uh, you know the director of the Saw, the original Saw movies, and Insidious, and the first two Conjuring movies. But he decided not to return for Conjuring Three. He decided instead to make a movie called The Malignant. So uh, the trailer for this was just released. It looks creepy. It looks definitely like a Tony movie where it's a, a mm. woman talking to you know imaginary friends that she used to have as a kid and what's going on, and then all the lights go out, and then. Uh, it, it's it's one of those. Uh, you don't know if the house is haunted or there's some sort of demon there. Uh, but I, I look solid, and it's uh, coming straight to HBO Max because it's still it's still a Warner Brothers thing. So huh. uh, September 10th, that'll that'll be out. So I'll, I'll definitely watch that, even if it's huge pile of shit, which it could be. Uh, but yeah, I it's still, still it. it's coming out at the right time. You know, that's basically October, and that's when well, you want to be scared. Means, it means it'll be gone by October 10th. So that's a little disappointing. Well, but, get your spooks in early. Yeah. I guess you can go out to the old traditional movie theater still. I'm holding out for those uh, R.L. Stein Fear Streets. So it's like, why do I want to be spooked in July? Like, I'm okay. watching Rocky and other all-American shit. I'm not looking to get scared. Like, it's nonsense. It's the wrong time. I did not hold out, so I will... Uh inform you oh i bet it. that's your trilogy huh it is spoilers ahead <clears throat> all right well actually before we get into what we've been watching andy that portion of the podcast was brought to you by our good friends at the cliplessleash.com head to the cliplessleash.com and pick up the greatest dog leash you've ever seen and if you plug in promo code tony that is T-O-N-Y at checkout. They're going to give you 65% off. Come on, think about that. That's cheaper than going to you know PetSmart and picking up a junkie dog leash like the one you've had before. Your dog leash is covered in drool and hair, and it's nasty, and I'm sure your dog pees on it too when they run. Go get a new leash and get it from thecliplessleash.com and plug in promo code Tony at checkout, and you're going to get 65% off the dog leash you've been waiting for. Whew. All righty. How many do you have, Andy? Well, I said I had six before, but I have... Uh, oh, added say, to it. I'm going to add one, but it's really also news. It'd be a quick oh, little thing. So. I've got four, and I know we have one of the same. Yeah, so we're going to save that for the last, uh, Space yeah. Jam. Space oh, Jam, Andy. a new legacy. Yeah, get it right. Very important. Well, you want to lead us off then? Yeah, so uh, I'll just start off with... Uh, so I finished Loki... And the piece of news from that is that they are, there's a Loki season two, which they uh, held until the end of this. They didn't tell anyone, so it was kind of like, oh, and there's a and he'll be back. Uh, so it's the first one of their Disney Plus 
Marvel shows that'll have a season two. And uh, I'm a little disappointed that they had to save that for like, well, that'll be the big secret at the end uh, because it would have been easier to enjoy the final episode there of season one, knowing there's a season two rather than like, are they going to wrap this up? What's going on? There's still loose ends. Um, so it's like, you were worried about that. And then it's like, and then you're like, Oh, it, it's over. Like, and then, and then like Loki will return. It's like, okay, but just, you could have told us that two weeks ago that, Hey, it's the whole story is not going to wrap up because we're doing a season two. So I imagine like if Owen Wilson died in real life, you know, when yeah. he had yeah. that suicide scare or whatever it was. Yeah. Would have lost so much good stuff. So, um, I don't think it takes away from the entire show. And then the last episode was interesting and introduced a, a new character that I think will be a big part of Marvel stuff going forward. But, uh, still weird to be like, this will be the coolest secret ever is that, there's a season two. It's like, you know, just tell us that in advance. But anyways, I'll, uh, I'll go with another one here. I watched bad trip on Netflix. This is, uh, with Eric Andre, uh, Lil Rel of space jam and Tiffany Haddish. And it is a, uh, I don't want to say hidden camera. It is like a jackass style thing where it is a, a loose plot or like Borat, a loose plot. Uh, they're doing weird shit in public as characters, but then the rest of the real world is reacting to them. So just the plot is uh, Eric Andre has to, to get to New York and he takes the car of his friend played by Tiffany Haddish, who is a, uh, a convicted felon who has escaped from prison and is going to chase him down across the country. And it just, a, it just is a setup for different sketches where it's like, Oh, the two black guys go to the country bar and get too drunk and see what happens. And, uh, it's fun. I like that kind of shit. And I'm thinking like, oh, this is, you know, this is a lot like uh, uh, Bad, Bad Grandpa, the jackass one. Mm-hmm. And then in the end of the movie, when they do like, oh, here's the behind the scenes and we're showing them laughing after they film the thing. I'm like, oh, I think that's that, that's Jeff Tremaine, the guy who directs all the jackass stuff. And then, yeah, he's in the credits as producer. It's like, oh, that makes perfect sense that yeah, he probably knows how to set these up. What he does. Yeah. And then I see in this trailer today oh eric andre is going to be in the jackass movie it's like oh, it all makes sense it all mm-hmm. makes sense um, but also it's funny that this was another movie that was filmed so far ago that it was like it said it was supposed to premiere at south by southwest 2020 and then that didn't happen so yeah uh, finally just got like shoved over to netflix so Dumped, like yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll give you five mil for it or something and then just cut your losses um but i like it i like the kind of stuff I, not everyone likes that He's an insane person who does some crazy shit. And uh, I'd like to believe that it's all real. Like they aren't actually staging actors as the real people, you know? Mm -hmm. But who knows? All right. Yeah, I only like planes, trains, and automobiles for my road trip movies. Just that one. All right, should I do one? Yeah. All right, I watched on Netflix... But I don't know. This movie's been everywhere. I've seen it pop up on Hulu. It's telling me on IMDb. It's on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, the Sum of All Fears from 2002. Now, funny little story about this. I rode my bike over with a, a buddy when we were kids. Must have been you know 13 years old, maybe 12 if it was already on video by then, uh, to the Blockbuster over there, on, uh, Andy, and bought this, you know, pre-owned for i don't know must have been ten dollars or less because i was a kid rode back up with uh to my buddy's house and we started watching it and hated it immediately thought it was so dumb literally drove rode our bikes back down and we traded it in for a different movie <laughs> so i'd never seen it and i uh, i finally watched it and uh it's fine it's fun you know people like to see you know attacks on foreign or u.s soil rather uh you know seeing la get destroyed or new york in this case it's uh, baltimore um and you know good cast got morgan freeman ben affleck and uh some other familiar faces along the way uh philip baker hall he's wonderful uh he's still alive by the way yeah, it's it's fine. It's a Jack Ryan movie, which I also didn't know until I read the uh, 
little bio about it on Netflix. And uh, yeah, it's fun. It's old though. Like I said, I mean, he has a pager, a couple of pagers. So it's high, uh, high technology back then. Yeah, I think I saw that somewhere where they were had all the Jack Ryan movies there all together. I'm like, oh, why don't you watch it? Probably because I don't care that much. I don't know. Whoa. I do remember that, like going to like the blockbuster and seeing like when like a movie would get like a full like rack. Yeah, they had new. Ben Affleck there shaking your hand as you yeah. would, you know go to rent it. Yeah, and it was always like, oh, this must be a big deal, but it's only it only gets the full rack for about three hours and then they move on yeah all right you want to go again yeah uh okay the next thing so a lot of these are netflix things that i watch uh not necessarily intentionally but uh, i think you should leave season two this is uh the show i've i've talked about maybe too much but the season two came out uh, i think july 6th or something like that so a couple weeks back and uh i've watched all the way through it i've watched most of them all the way through twice uh, it's really only about what an hour and a half hour and a half of content. It's fifteen minute episodes, six episodes, but uh, just as good as season one. Just still, just insane. Like it is, it's sketch comedy. But like once you think you know where the joke is going to go, then they just completely go a different direction into something super weird. And and it's just that's that's exactly what I want. Like I cannot say the show is for everyone, but it is. Uh, definitely for me and i'm so happy that they did more of it and i do wonder if they'll they'll continue but this was good enough for me and it, it it's it's made for uh re-watching because they're just little two to five minute sketches and it's only three in an episode so i still recommend it yeah i still haven't gotten around to that maybe one day i'll watch it yeah so it just to give it like okay someone writes an SNL sketch and someone's like, okay, cool. I'm going to take that and just go really weird. That's how it goes. Whoa. All right. Uh, how many more do you have? So I've got four. So you want me to do another one here? Yeah, do another, uh, another Netflix thing that came out this week. Gunpowder milkshake. It is a, a new movie with Karen Gillan and, uh, Lena Hetty. So that's, a. Uh, uh, Cersei Lannister, but what I like is that she's different enough. Like she's been in other stuff too. She's been in like the, the Terminator, Sarah Connor Chronicles and stuff in a dread that I don't think of her as that role. Like, whereas a lot of people it's like, Oh, she's in a TV role and she was a hated character. You always think of her, but it's like, uh, she's different enough that I never think of that character. Uh, but she's always good in other stuff. Um, this is a fun she movie. It doesn't even look the same, though, right? Yeah, so that's that's a big part of it too. It's easy I mean, to she doesn't forget. Have, she doesn't have blonde hair in real life, um, but it's it's like a it's like a John Wick type of thing. It's definitely derivative of that, where it's some sort of crime world with weird rules and there's assassins. Uh, so uh, it's basically Lena Headey was an assassin, but then she has to leave her teenage daughter because she made a mistake, and so she put her in danger. But then. Her daughter grows up to also be an assassin and they, they work for Paul Giamatti, which is cool because it's Ooh. Paul Giamatti. Yeah. He's and got then, that Burger King money too. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's very violent. There's, there's good music in it and it's mostly, you know, gun and fighting and swords and uh, some, some really good fun scenes. Nothing amazing. It's not John Wick, but it's uh, a good 70% of John Wick, I guess. So I'm fine with that, especially on Netflix. Yeah. So I'd recommend if you like John Wick style stuff, you like silly. I don't want to say grounded, but like not like superhero action. You know, there's a difference between superheroes because it, it's not really realistic either, but it's, oh, you know, it's people doing kicks versus people like can kick flying punches and, yeah. you know, not crouching tiger. Yeah. Well, it's funny you say that is uh, Michelle Yeoh is in this as well. So oh. she is uh, she uses some weird weapons and stuff. It's cool. Interesting. Yeah. All right. I uh, I'm not completed uh, this, but I'm five out of six of these half hour episodes in on Hulu, a Hulu original called McCartney three, two, one. 
Are you familiar with this, Andy? I saw it on there. I just assumed that would be like a two-hour documentary. It's six half-hour episodes, and all it is, it's all black and white. It's literally just Paul McCartney talking to Rick Rubin, who's a, a famous record producer. And it's literally, it, it's as if you're just kind of watching these two guys like have a beer like away from like a party. Like they're in a other room away from everyone just chatting. And uh, I mean, they go into, you know, different stories of the Beatles and different songs. Uh, they break down different sounds in the songs. It's awesome. It's it's informative. Uh, for instance, here's a fun thing that I found. Uh, fun, at least. Sergeant Pepper. He's uh, Paul McCartney said they're flying and there's a roadie uh, who turns and asks him for to pass the salt and pepper. And he says, what? And he repeats himself. And Paul McCartney goes, I thought you said Sergeant Pepper. And he's like, that's a really cool name. And there you go. Yeah, uh, I always thought Dr. Pepper was a better title. but uh, It's really cool. Also, I mean, there's a piano and there's a guitar in there and all that kind of stuff. And so he'll jump on and play little pieces of different songs. And it's just like, I hope that kids like this kind of stuff and keep actual music alive. Like, I don't know. You could, there's just such a difference in music to me of like robot music where it's like, I want to just listen to this thing that an algorithm made. And, uh, you know, Don Cheadle made it. Yeah, exactly. Big bright lights. And I just want to have a heart attack versus like, Oh, this guy is jamming up there on an actual instrument with, you know, strings and, you know, vibrations. And it's amazing. It's like, it's a dying sport. I feel like Andy, I worry for the future on so many different grounds, but if you like music, if you like the Beatles, even if you don't, but you like music, you should definitely check that out. And like I said, it's their half hour episodes. There's only six of them. It's pretty easy. Yeah, that was interesting. I didn't know what it was. I just saw it on there. Like, oh, okay. Beatles. Stuff. It popped up. It's like, well, I got to watch this. Yeah. Yeah, it was an interesting question. On, I mean, the, the Beatles better than I think anyone else will be like timeless. But what does that mean? Like in the year 3000, will people still care? If we're even around, Andy. Yeah, there's a lot of questions about that. But <laughs> but it's just, it's so incredible. Like, I I grew up listening to Breakfast with the Beatles every Sunday when we would be driving to church. I don't know what radio station it was, probably K-Earth or something. That I would hear that on the drive there, the drive to if we went to brunch afterward, or at least the drive home. And then obviously my parents would play it here and there too, because they're big fans. That first time I heard my dad play electric guitar, he was playing day tripper by the Beatles, but there's so many songs that I don't have added on my like oldies playlist that I forgot about. And it's like, you just hear the riff and it's like, they actually really could like rock and roll. Everyone like kind of sees them as, as like the first, like in sync, but it's like, no, no, like they have really good guitar riffs and drums and just, it's pretty good. And that was all that like evolution was all over like seven years, which is like insane. Yeah, I know. Like think about if they didn't lose, you know, 50% of the band. Although, I mean, Paul McCartney still made some great songs on his own, which he gets into. He wrote and recorded a whole bunch of stuff all by himself at uh, his farm in Scotland. After all that stuff, he just wanted to get away. Literally not even like an engineer to help uh, with any of it. He just made his own stuff. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. All right. You got, I got, one more and then the uh, space jam at the end. Okay. What do you have? You got like two more? Yeah. Well, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with before. I'll do Fear Street later. Okay. That'll, that'll take a little while. Uh, so the uh, the the next one, Bad Education on HBO. This is a it's an HBO movie. This is Although, the Hugh Jackman, not yes, Cameron Diaz. Because that's Jackman. Bad Teacher. Yeah. Totally different mm. movie. Uh, so it's not it's not really an HBO original, you know, like they always make like the what's the Joe Paterno one. They, HBO has a lot of original movies, but yeah. this is not really an HBO original movie. I read that they uh, this was the most money they ever spent to buy a movie before, but I'm, that probably has changed now since HBO Max. So they they bought this before the pandemic even happened. It came out last spring. 
Um, and I, I put it on my list. I just never got around to watching it. Uh, it won the Emmy last year for best TV movie, but we talked about that last week. Like, what does that even mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's about uh, Hugh Jackman is a superintendent in uh, Long Island, and Allison Janney is the like business person, accountant, whatever you want to call it, and uh, she is committing fraud and how that all gets revealed. And so, a movie about accounting fraud is uh, that's, that's my kind of movie, right? Right up your alley. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's a you know a white collar crime movie uh, with you know an A list actor who's gets to be a an interesting character. So it's, it's, it's a good, good deal of fun. I enjoyed it uh, quite a bit. So uh, I definitely recommend that one as well, that I shouldn't have waited a whole year to finally check it out. Okay. Yeah. I almost gave it a shot, but never did. I, I think you'd enjoy it. It's also got a uh, Ray Romano. So that's oh, always, well, I like always, that. always a plus. All right. Uh, are you ready for my next one? Yeah. I, uh, I got a free trial, a week free trial of paramount plus you know why right i started uh, watching like are you afraid of the dark okay. and guts and double dare and legends of the hidden temple um but also they just added on their quiet place too yeah i did see that yeah so i watched that and uh they have the first one on there too and i probably would recommend watching that first um because i know we talked about it on here not long ago but I really don't remember like I didn't remember him dying or anything like that. I guess spoilers if you don't yeah. like me. Um but yeah, this one's it's good. It it's got um I'm gonna butcher his name. Maybe you know how to pronounce it, but uh Jimin Hunsu. Yeah, Hunsu? I think it's just Jimon, Jimon, whatever. Jimon? Yeah. He's great. I mean, ever since Blood Diamond, when he was looking for his kid, I was sold. Um He's on there for a bit. Not a lot, but a bit. It's got Killian Murphy or Cillian. It better be Killian, right? I think it is Killian, yeah. Okay, because I feel like I've heard it uh, both ways, which just, like, come on. Even if it is Cillian. I think because in America we see a C first, we think it's... It's like people uh, pronounce my name Scene, and it's like, well, you're you're dumb, you illiterate weirdo. Um, But yeah, it's a good sequel. I mean, it's, it's full of action and you know, you've already seen the monsters at this point because of the first movie, so kind of know what to expect. But they still do a good job of like, huh, that's still kind of horrifying. Uh, yeah, it, it's a good sequel. Not even yeah. an hour. It's an hour, just under an hour 40 also. Yeah, yeah, that was, uh, they don't waste any time. Like I think They also I- do a great job of, of along the way, you're just like, God damn it, kids, peace. Like terrible, like just like what was uh oh there was a disaster move oh Greenland it's like you could base all of this down to it's the kids' fault it's pretty much the case here too like a lot of this shit is because of the kids yeah that, that always happens it's a good excuse yeah it drives the drama yeah I suppose all right what's uh. What's your trilogy? Fear Street on Netflix. So this is based on an R.L. Stein book series, but loosely based. It seems like just kind of the high level concept that so R.L. Stein had this other series alongside Goosebumps that was more adult. And it was uh, basically in this this area in shady side. There's always bad things happening. So just a a book series with all different individual stories taking place in this one location where it seems to, everything seems to go wrong. So, uh, they took that concept and made a new original story. Um, so I don't even think even the word fear street is ever even mentioned in it, but, uh, it's essentially the premise is that there's these two towns right next to each other, shady side and Sunnyvale where Sunnyvale is rich and everyone seems to be successful where, uh, shady side is terrible and everyone seems to have bad luck and there's always there's always just like horrible violence there's mass killings every so often and the explanation that the people have in the town is that they were cursed by a by a witch who was hung in the 1600s and she so she cursed the town and that's why all this bad stuff happens um and so this movie starts it's it's three movies but it's really one thing so you could watch the movies as their own and 
kind of get like it's a self-contained story but i would not recommend to be like oh I'll just watch one of them that doesn't really make any sense it is, hmm. it is i did series. not know there were f- like feature length films these are each about i'm just under two hours yeah i thought so, there'd be like you know 30 minute 40 minute things no I, I do wonder if it would be better if it was like six one hour episodes but uh, I, don't, I don't think it matters that that much um you can always just pause it and come back to it yeah so th- the the plan was to put this in theaters way back when which seems crazy that they were going to put one in the one every month, which means you yeah, have to that come just back. seems like you need a a big cult following, which they may very well have. Yeah, that, I don't know how that would go, but uh, that didn't I don't happen. Know if I could do it, maybe so, one of them, but then again, it'd be kind of like eh, all or none. So this was supposed to be put out by Fox, but then when Disney bought them, they're like, no thanks. Um, and uh, there's a good reason because despite this being R.O. Stein. Uh, it is not family friendly at all. I thought like, oh, it just it's an adult version of Goosebumps. That's what I thought. It'll be silly and uh, you know maybe there's a little violence. Like these are adult movies. There is real violence. There is real. Uh, there's nudity in it. It's like well, I was not expecting this. I was not expecting multiple sex scenes out of an R.L. Stein branded product. Um, but I think it it the first movie I would say is the the worst of them. So it's it's three movies. There's 1994, 1978, 1666. So they, it's all one connected story, but they go back in time and show things. So like the the first one is kind of like a Scream, where there's a killer with a mask, and then 1978 at a summer camp, very much like uh, uh, Friday the Thirteenth, and then the last one is you know old times, and there's witches or suspected witches. It's very much like uh, the witch. Um, mm. And I would say the first one is is the worst of the three. Uh, I'd say by a significant amount. Like I watched, it's like oh, that's pretty good. I'll, I'm going to continue watching these, of course, because I'm. What else am I going to do? And I'm definitely going to check them out. Uh, I thought episode two was, or movie two, whatever you want to call it, was was great. And then it all wraps up pretty well in the the third one. So, um, if you don't like the first one, I'd say stick through it. That the the cast in the, especially in the 1978 one, is, is more entertaining, um, and it and it wraps up satisfyingly, like good, good twists, good reveals, all that kind of stuff. So I was pleasantly surprised, uh, but also definitely not what I was expecting. Uh, it was not it's not yeah adult goosebumps. It's uh, something completely different. Interesting. Yeah, and the the, the writer director I guess is married to one of the Duffer brothers. So you got that like Stranger Stranger Things connection. Yeah. All right. Are we now ready for Space Jam? Yeah, we can do it. Oh, boy. So, yeah, I watched it yesterday on my phone. (laughs) Okay. And it was just thinking, like, I even paused it and thought to myself, like, I've just got to look at it from, like, the eyes of a six-year-old me. Now, you know what's funny? So... I'm pretty sure the first one, yeah, came out like 96, right? So I was about six years old when it came out. I went over to and saw my nephew over the weekend, and I was asking him about it if he had watched it. And he is six, and he watched it on Friday in his, his movie theater. And I was like, damn it. And he loved the crap out of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. If, uh, I don't want to say severely disappointed, but I also find myself hating LeBron in this. <laughs> like, yeah, there's some there's some weird things here in this movie that I think it's a lot of people have said that like, all right, you're the. I guess you could say you compare it to like liar liar or something. Mm-hmm. But like, he, he's more like the secondary character of a kids movie where it's like he's the dad who sucks and he, we have to get past him. Where it's like, why would you make that the central part of the story? <laughs> like, yeah, that you're a shitty dad. Like I, don't I know. know they gave him too much acting. It also yeah. had like very like cheesy TV movie vibes. I don't even know how to describe it. If it's, I don't know. It's just like like when a, sh- a movie has zero budget, it just kind of looks cheap, fake. I guess this yeah. had a lot of that t- at the beginning. I think. Yeah, I think it did. It was big budget, but it was a lot to take on with all the like CGI and all that stuff that. That like they probably did get like spread then, but yeah. So I, I think there's a couple things they did differently from the first movie that was 
a big fail on my part, which is well, they didn't have Wayne Knight in there for one. So, yeah. So, number one, the, the first movie had Wayne Knight and Bill Murray as comic relief. They get to say the jokes and they're funny actors that people like this movie. LeBron didn't have a funny actor next to him. He had like a an agent or whatever who was someone yeah, I've never it, seen before. Exactly. Was he a real person? Like, I, I was like, is this his actual family? I had to yeah. look it up. It's like, it's not. So I just always assumed Kevin Hart was going to be in this movie. Oh, I, I couldn't believe he wasn't the announcer. I just assumed that he was going to be. He must like, have dropped. Maybe they had to cancel him at that point. And they're yeah. like, oh, we got to go to the second guy. Because that was like written for him, you would assume. Yeah, but then the fact that like LeBron doesn't get a funny guy to bounce off of was bad. But then yeah, they do have the one comedy role, which is that's that's Little Rel, who was in Bad Trip, and he's in he's in a million things like Get Out. And he and, he is funny. Yeah, I don't know how funny. I think the humor was more for kids in this. Oh, of course, but yeah, there's not even like a like a hint towards stuff. Um, yeah, you, Pixar does it well, where it's yeah, it's humor I mean, to kids, but it's humor like to Shrek adults or at something. the same time. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was a, that was a huge failure on their part to not have a funny guy next to LeBron, and it didn't. It doesn't need to be Kevin Hart. There's a million people that are that are funny, uh, but they didn't do that. Instead, he's with Robot Don Shield, whatever that like. So okay, that was terrible too. So, but that's not. By even the way, my two point. movies in the last like three premieres for HBO Max starring Don Cheadle. Yeah, that's it's good for him. Uh, but then the other big thing that this movie was different. Uh, they, they do very wrong by the other NBA players in this. So the, maybe the funniest part of the original space jam movie was like all the, the people with the players lose their powers and they're like yeah. going to the psychiatrist and you got Charles Barkley and he gets like beat by kids at the playground. And like, yeah, stuff you was shouldn't great. even be here. You, you <laughs> poser. You just look like Charles Barkley. And there's also, there's a great scene where they're, uh, they're at the forum and like Vladi and Cedric Sabalas are like, we're not going out there. We don't know what's going on. Like, and did you see, cause I recently watched that. I didn't finish it, uh, but I was trying to watch as much of that as I could just to be up to date on space jam stuff. They put the ocean right there next to the forum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like a step-by-step where the ocean was at magic mountain. You're like, yeah, right. yeah. Uh, but yeah, like that, the basketball players got to do good stuff in this movie. It, the basketball players have a flashback and that it's not actually them that become the robots or whatever. I, I don't know. I mean, well, it also doesn't make any sense. None of it's Anthony all Davis was there. Was the water fire guy, Clay Thompson? Yeah. But I'm talking about, there's the one scene where they show the real players where, it's and like, it was also as if it was just like shot on a cell phone or something like it was shittier quality. You could tell. Well, the whole thing is on a terrible green screen. Like, I mean, so was the original space jam, but it was also, well, it was 96. Yeah. It also then they they put Jordan onto a Looney Tunes court and it looks better because Looney Tunes doesn't look that high def. Where this they made this entire thing with you know with Danny DeVito's penguin and the mask. Yeah, he was very prominent on that uh, yeah. sidelines along with uh, Mr. Freeze, but he was also yeah, like Mr. 300 Freeze, pounds lighter. Yeah, like really weird looking Mr. Freeze. Yeah. Um, who else was in there? Oh, it's know. it's a ridiculous. Like, that so was many. my favorite part was just like trying to find new yeah. faces in the crowd because the rest of the thing sucked. Yeah, where it's like, OK, they have Danny DeVito's Penguin and they've got the old Penguin from the 60s TV show. And it's like, oh, that's kind of cool. And I guess they're all bad guys, right? Because it wasn't like Batman on the sidelines. Yeah. Uh, but we do get Batman in this. So it was also weird that it was a different uh, Bugs Bunny voice. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously the original Bugs Bunny guy's been dead for years. Yeah, but the but... guy that did 96's Bugs Bunny, he's still alive. Yeah, so Billy West, who's who's one of the one of the greats, you know, Doug Funny and the Red M&M Fry Must from be... Futurama. He's, they he's, had he's to a cut legend. the budget. Couldn't afford him. I don't know. I I think this other guy's been doing the voice for a while, like on cartoons and stuff. But mm-hmm. like, yeah, it, it definitely wasn't as good, even if that guy's like really talented. Um, Had I not watched Space Jam 1, I never would have noticed that, but I literally yeah. watched it like three days before that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then the stuff that works is even like cheesy. So there's probably the highlight of the movie is, is the sequence where they're going into other Warner Brothers movies and stuff. But like, yeah, that's just like cheap. That's like cheap reference humor, I guess. Like, like, hey, there's Rick and Morty. Oh, cool. I know Rick and Morty. That's cool. 
uh, it's not like that clever or anything. Um, also, like, I wonder, did any of those people have any say of, on it? Like, did the guy, the Rick and Morty guy, Justin Roiland, did, did they like force him? Like, hey, season five is canceled unless yeah, you fucking that's do Warner's this. flexing. <laughs> unless you do this movie, or like George Miller, like hates Warner Brothers because of the Mad Max stuff. Like, hey, we're gonna put we're gonna put the cartoons in your in your movie. Yeah. Like, I'm sure he's fucking pissed. Like, how dare you? I'm I'm 90 and I'm still making action movies. Like, yeah. But it also makes sense because there's gonna be more Mad Max movies. There's gonna be another Matrix movie. It's like let's pick our properties that have sequels coming out. Yeah. So. No, the whole thing was kind of just a promo for Warner's. Yeah. But like, there was also like there was a scene where like. They're doing the pitch and like, LeBron, we could have you fight Batman. And it's like, well, this sucks. But then you get the little piece of the Danny Elfman score from the original Batman movie. And it's like, all right, that makes me smile. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like clever or anything, but like, I like that. So. (laughs) Yeah. And he loves Danny Elfman. I do. It's. He's pretty good. Yeah. I don't love Don Cheadle. Sorry. (laughs) I like him. I don't like him in this movie is what I'm saying. I, no, Don Cheadle's great. Just that was that was weird. I don't know. I don't know if that could have been done better, you know? I think they needed a heavy. They Like LeBron was like, I'll, I'll do it. No, like, trust me. I can handle this. I can carry this role. I was like, no, you can't. Yeah. I also didn't like that they changed it to a video game basketball game. Like, Oh, yeah. That, I get like it. The, it's the for kids now. And-, and that's why I was also thinking about music, how it's like changing. It's like, I don't know. We're just old, Andy. Yeah. Uh, that was another part of this movie that sucked compared to the first one. Uh, I understand that uh, R. Kelly is like a monster, but like, damn, that song was so important to that movie. Yeah. The original one. Like, there was nothing. There's no music that made any sense. And like, um, so that was a little disappointing. They didn't have anything to rival that, that moment. Yeah. And also, I like that the original Space Jam the like character drama for Jordan was like his real life, you know, that it was mm-hmm. all about, Oh, this guy is great. The greatest of all time, but he doesn't want to play anymore. He yeah, wants he's to try play baseball. baseball and like, and Wayne Knight has to make sure, you know, everything goes well for him because the baseball team wants him. Yeah. And the, in the character arc is that like, well, he, when he plays the Looney Tunes, he rediscovers his love for the game and he makes everyone happy by going back to the bowls. And that's great. Whereas like, you can't really pull from LeBron's real life struggles. Cause it would be like, LeBron's abandoning his team to go to Miami or something like yeah they had to turn it into like LeBron's a shitty father he'd prefer that than like he's a shitty teammate I guess yeah I don't know so yeah his growth at the end is like I have to realize other people don't love basketball as much as me and are nerds yep. yeah <laughs> also uh, don't waste Sarah Silverman for two minutes yeah that was kind of just strange like the guy from The Walking Dead also in yeah. there so Sarah Silverman should have been the Wayne Knight like she should have got sucked in too right yeah. And then be like, Mr. James, uh, we're trying to get out. And like, she should have like, followed them out to the other. Like, I, you know, we, we really want to work with you guys. Uh, maybe not this way with this algorithm guy, but what about, and then the elevator takes them all the way to the first floor and that kid runs away. And she's like, I'm so sorry. What floor are we on? You know? Yeah. Would have been easy. So just, they, they needed that. They just, um, what the hell? Also, there's a, there's a cameo in this movie that people are like, oh my God, how do they get it? How did they get this person to be in the movie? Um, if you didn't know, this movie is produced by Ryan Coogler, who is the director of Fruitvale Station, Creed, and Black Panther. Well, I thought that was so, funny, and I ruined it myself. It's by very funny. It's it's at very the funny, IMDb but... credits ahead of time, and so I knew who, who would the joke was going to be before they even did it. Uh, but for anyone's like, wow, how'd they get that cameo? It's like, hmm, I wonder why. I wonder uh, why had the. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The guy who's in all of his movies was in the movie. Yeah, literally uh, 11 minutes of uh, screen time for him, like filming. Then he was on his way. 13 seconds. Like he actually was probably at a movie. And like, just really quick on your phone. Just record this. Yeah, that's the other thing. Just you don't have a green screen. doesn't matter. We'll figure it out. We're good now. We can do it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Made kids happy. Like I said, my nephew loved the crap out of it, so. If it gets kids into basketball, I, I suppose it's it's good. Just got to grow yeah. up, I suppose. I mean, maybe the third one with um, 
Space Jam. Uh, the third a, one won't be a male athlete. It'll be a female. Oh, I was going to say Space Jam, a Greek legacy. And it's like Giannis goes back in time with the Looney Tunes and have to Teach play Greece. Socrates in basketball. Yeah. It's halfway Bill and Ted's. <laughs> yeah. Now, it'll be a female for sure. I mean, you already saw they added two females into the. the yeah. And they squad. totally waste them because there's nothing to do because they weren't actually real basketball players. And yeah, they turn them into a spider and a snake. Yeah. It's like, what the hell is that? <laughs> yeah. What a waste. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Disappointing, uh, but it's a kid's movie. Yeah, I wish they made the Tony Hawk version Yeah, that they rumored like a long time ago. Still rumored. Also, they could have brought Brendan Fraser back from the other Looney Tunes movie. He's, he's back. He's back in Hollywood. He's he's there. So, yeah. Missed opportunity. Budget. Yeah. Or just LeBron's like, no, he's going to outshine me. Yeah. Exactly. I, I actually think that might have been a thing when they're like, hey, we're going to pair you with someone who's funny. He's like, no, I'm funny. Yeah. Like, like uh, whatever you say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, yeah. And people at home, they have just under 30 days to watch it. It came out, it premiered Friday of last week. So uh, it made money. Ticking. It, it did better it than beat, expected. Yeah, beat out, uh, it beat out Black Widow or whatever that show was called. So, you know. I don't know. Le- LeBron is still very famous and popular and all that stuff. So, yeah. Congratulations to. Yeah. All right. Um, well, I think that'll wrap up our entertainment podcast. You've been listening to episode 229 of the Tony Steak podcast. I'm Sean and joined with me. We had off road believes he can fly Andy. We all should. See you later.